Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listener, the podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweet baby boys who are always there to listen if you need them. It is a show about music, which no one has done before, least of all us, as far as I know. I am one of those sweet baby boys. My name is Randy, and I am joined, as always, I've always, by my co-host, the C-Clef himself, it's Clay. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Did you like the, the, the pace at which I got through the intro that time no i was holding my breath because it stressed me out it put me on edge it was too much maybe we can workshop that uh okay yeah i don't know i'm open to notes (laughs) i'm open to notes okay um i i was i was very impressed with myself that i got through it Uh, that uh, was cool at that speed it was very cool that you spoke that many words so quickly Uh, so i was impressed by that thank you um so there's a note for you good job Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. But also, you don't want me to do it ever again. I don't know. We, I just say we could workshop it a little bit, but I don't know if this is the place to yeah. do it. Okay. Well, we can talk about it off air. Okay. What? But what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is, is that was a good job. But yeah. also, don't ever do that again. That's well, what I'm hearing. Yeah. Sure. I think we should <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah. This is a show where we talk about music. Uh. We talk about what we've been listening to. And that's it. We talk about music that we've been listening to. Yeah, that's I, pretty much well it. I haven't really. I should start preparing things to say at the beginning of the show. I um, would love that. Because at least you've done that. Um, <laughs> and and we can workshop that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can <laughs> workshop me be being dumb. <laughs> but we can try. Um, I mean, anyways. I hey, let's just. This is a that's something I'm gonna do to yeah. try now. Let's just talk a little. Let's talk. Let's talk. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm feeling a little punchy. We've we have cracked open. You bought a bottle of Josh. Um, That's a a red wine. It's yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a red. We've. I think that this is. Um, you were the first one to buy Josh wine, um, and then I also bought it. I think a maybe a month or so later, and now you have it again. So I feel like it has now become a staple of our household. It's become a go-to for me. It's it's a cheap red that's actually pretty good so i um, I do think it tastes good for the price hey how's that to start the show off a wine recommendation (laughs) josh yep josh buy it at your local grocery store crack open a bottle of josh um put it on and listen to uh an album as as i did i listen i drank some josh and listened to the whole new death heaven live album before we recorded and i had a great time Mm, fantastic maybe we could do we could do a whole episode someday where we do wine pairings with albums. We we pair yeah. wines with different albums. There was that website that it was big when we were in high school, like uh, several years ago. Um, Shotify, I think it was called. That you would put in an artist, and it would give you an uh, a beverage, an alcoholic beverage, usually um, based off that artist. Absolutely. A- um, so. I guess that was just fun. It was my reason for bringing it up. It was kind of a fun thing. Oh, yeah. I was very fun to the point that I whiled away endless hours on Shotify yeah, we um, before I look really even drank alcohol. All sorts of things. <laughs> and it would, it would, like, sometimes you could put in a, an artist and it would tell you something funny. Here, I'm going to do one right now. I'm going to see if it still exists. Okay, we're going to live Shotify. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, <laughs> I, uh,. Yeah, okay, you s- you're looking you it up right now. Yeah, I you was say go- something while I, I do I was going to try to vamp, and then I realized I had nothing to vamp about. I have no thoughts, further thoughts on Shotify before we get back to it. I am curious to know if it still exists. Um, uh, trying to <laughs> I'm trying to remember a single like anecdote of a band I looked up back in the day and what alcohol was related, but I have no memories whatsoever except for that I did it. I mean, I don't know if it's called Shotify. I can't find it. Hmm. So maybe this is a bad idea. Okay, um, I'll do a cursory search as well. Drinkify, drinkify.org. Okay, so you off off the dome, you came up with a much much better name for their. I think Shotify idea. might be the name of like an app I have that makes Power Hour playlists or something. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it exists. That makes sense. So here's here's something that's funny. I looked up Real Big Fish, and it it's. Usually it tells you alcoholic beverages. This it said, one ounce bottled water. For real big fish, huh. that's very it's f- for fish. Oh, is that why? What? 
where are you thinking it was? I don't know. Just something about real big fish is like people who listen to real big fish drink bottled water. (laughs) 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 That that was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, that makes more that makes more sense. Here, give me a this is great. This is great <laughs> content. Give me a band and I'll put it in the drinkify. Okay, let's give a uh um uh we could try uh <laughs> now it's bad content. <laughs> it's yeah, it's well, yeah, you throw it to me and it's going to be bad. That's what happens. Um let's uh, give me a Deftones. 1 PBR. That's a little unoriginal. Yeah, that's yeah. I feel like you can do that for a bunch of bands. I want to do like Arcade Fire. Oh, and that'll be I'm guessing a PBR. One PBR. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Let's try um what's another <laughs> what's uh Joyce Joyce Manor. <laughs> uh Oon PBR. Oh wow, it's one PBR. All right. All right. I don't let's try w- just one more band and we'll we'll stop this. Yeah, of course. I thought it was going to give me something different. So My Chemical Romance, one PBR. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what about a glass of wine or something? Or yeah, I'm I don't sure know. I think that you, I, My Chemical Romance is not a PBR. You can tell this website was made like in 2012 or whatever, and has not when been people updated. are like, "Oh, hipsters drink PBR and listen to Arcade Fire." Yeah. Like, um. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, what have you been listening to recently? What have I been listening to recently? Well, we are recording this on December 6, 2020. So, over the weekend, the new live Death Heaven album came out. Um, So, I actually, now that I'm speaking of it, I know that we mentioned we don't want to talk about this all that much uh, because of next week's episode. We're going to be taking a deep dive into the live albums that came out this year. But I guess real quick, I'll just say that that... Death Heaven, 10 Years Gone, it's called, mm-hmm. rocks. I <laughs> fucking love it. I mean, it's really just a celebration of Death Heaven, I feel like. Yeah. It also kind of works as like a best of, um, and just they nail all the songs. Um, it makes me kind of feel like I'm in a Death Heaven concert. Mm. Uh, ever, like they, the, it spans all of the releases, which is nice. I actually hadn't really listened to some of those early releases, so mm-hmm. it was cool to hear those songs, and they're done very well. And yeah, I just love it. I mean, I love Death Heaven. You know me. I'm, I'm kind of a soft, a little softy. I don't listen to hardcore or metal or whatever as much <laughs> as you do, just because uh, it's it's a little too hard for me. Uh, Death Heaven is a band that I have been able to get very into because they're so melodic and have these pretty, you know, b- instrumental breaks in all of their songs that I really enjoy. And <coughs> so that really shines through on this album. Loved it. Uh, but that's all I'll say about it for now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this this album rules. I I have seen Death Heaven live before, and uh, this album does capture the energy that they have. I mean that the lead vocalist of Death Heaven is incredibly intense live. Um, you just like he gave me the feeling that like because there were a couple. T- it was a very small venue, and there was a couple times where he was you know just looking audience members in the eyes and like screaming in their faces and would get you know within inches of your face and just be like screaming at you and he had just this it was like he was in a trance almost like it felt like the Mm -hmm. whatever this guy is like normally socially is just not there anymore um and i think this album like really captures that level of intensity pretty well like these songs sound really great on this album and i agree with you the early stuff i'm not their first record um, that is on streaming services, at least. I don't know if they had anything before that that's not on streaming services, but Road to Judah, I'm not a huge fan of that record. Um, I think it's by far their weakest release. Okay. And, but the, the versions on this live record of those songs are really good. They are. And make me like them a lot more than sure. I used to. So, uh, yeah, great band, great album. We'll talk about it more next week, probably. Yep. Sounds good. Excellent. I don't know if you want to drop an album you've been listening to. I have a few that um, I uh, just listened to. So Yeah, I can talk a little bit about uh, going in, in almost the opposite direction. Uh, the new BTS album, oh, uh, B, okay. I've listened to. And um, I've not really ever dipped my toes deeply into the, the K-pop 
waters, sure. so to speak. Um, I, I've listened to an artist here and there. I've never gotten deep into the BTS discography, but I think I might now. Yeah. Because this, this stuff is pretty good. Like, it's really well-crafted pop songs. They're just, like, fun to listen to, and the album's only, like, 28 minutes long. And I was looking back through the discography. Most of their stuff is like that. It's very short, breezy albums of just, like, they're just, like, we've got, s- you know, like, seven or eight absolute bangers under our belts right now that we could release as an album. So let's just release that, and that's the album, is we just have huh. these, this set of bangers, and it's great. I really like it. I mean, there was, you know, one one or two tracks that I think are maybe skippable for me. Okay. Um, but, but overall, it's, like, pretty pretty great pop songwriting um so i like bts now yeah i um hey i don't know i don't know much about bts um (laughs) never mind i was gonna make an ibs joke but i'm not going to um well i think you just did yeah (laughs) i'm gonna edit that out legitimately (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah i I am not super familiar with BTS, so I'll have to listen to it. It's always been something I'm kind of just aware of, you know, peripherally. Like, mm-hmm. it's always like, oh, BTS is a big thing yeah. that I'm sure is good, but I just haven't listened to it because maybe because I feel like it's such a thing, you know, if you know what I mean by that. I, I absolutely know um, what you mean. I did have a J-pop phase earlier this year mm. where that led me to dip into some K-pop, but uh, never – haven't taken the dive into bts it feels like once i do i do think i'll like it and i will just go down that rabbit hole so i've been putting it off but with this new album you say it's good i'll, I'll check it out yeah i'll i think you should it's it. their it's their second album of 2020 and i'm excited to go back and listen to the first al- album as well that they released this year um yeah and i'll, I'll say this as well the, the the guys in this band they're a bunch of cuties okay too. I, hey i know that i know that they're cute as heck i know that um, so, moving on to uh, one of the releases I've been listening to and enjoying quite a bit that came out this past weekend, the new Steve Lacey compilation album, uh, The Lo-Fi's. This is a collection of lo-fi Steve Lacey tracks that I have been enjoying quite a bit. Um, Steve Lacey is, uh, of the internet, is someone who you gave me a look is that incorrect well i know that you meant the artist the internet but when you said that for a second i it doesn't matter oh, steve lacy just the internet steve lacy of the band the internet yes, yes, yes. uh is someone who i really enjoy but have struggled to get into as a solo artist i mean really he's only had one s- studio album that came out last year i think it's called apollo 9 i think it's called and i really did not like that album as much as I wanted to. I was really prepared to get into Steve Lacey after he had contributed so heavily to Father the Bride, the Vampire Weekend album, mm-hmm. which I'm a bit of an obsessive Vampire Weekend album, so that was an instant classic for me, and I really loved Steve Lacey's contributions to it. I was excited to listen to the solo album, but the main problem with it was he has these seven-minute songs throughout the album. He just goes on and on, and it is he is not an artist whose style lends itself to that which is why i've really been enjoying these lo-fi songs because they're all like one and a half minute or two minutes long and uh, very dreamy very very good i like them i was playing it a little bit before we recorded so you might have caught some of it i've just been enjoying it it's steve lacy yeah that's great i have i have basically the same narrative for myself which is that i didn't i was not super aware of steve lacy as a solo artist until he contributed to vampire weekend's album and then i was interested in listening to his album and did not get that into it um and you recommended that i listen to this new lo-fi stuff and i haven't done it yet um but i'm excited to based on your recommendation especially since you're coming at it from the same angle i am yeah i i think you'll like it that's why i recommended it to you and um i just think it's a very good it's very quick listen and i think it's great um i and so i've got one more album to talk about in this section of the show and okay. then uh a couple singles um okay to talk about yeah i have a single um, i want to talk about as well okay so i'll just talk about the album and then we can run down the singles real quick okay um and so the the album i want to talk about is from the artist growing stone 
Um, it is Skylar Sarkis, the guitarist of Taking Meds. Um, it's his first solo album, which he recorded over, I think, almost the last decade since he moved to New York. And just whenever he had money, um, to pay his producer to work on these songs, he would. Um, and he released it, uh, on his day of sobriety, November 30th of this year, um, and sort of the the concept behind him doing that is sort of that these songs were all written during sort of the most hedonistic times of his life where he was the most uh, not sober. Um, and so he's releasing all these songs now because he finally had the money to finish it and get the album mastered. Um, and, and so I think it's an interesting kind of snapshot of, of that sort of period of years in his life as an artist um and the songs are very good and some of them remind me and i'm stealing this comparison actually from ian cohen uh so shout out to him I'm friend of the I'm pod ian <laughs> cohen. <laughs> yeah it's absolutely he knows who we are and cares um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but i'm totally aping this comparison from him which is that some of these songs on this one unlike his band taking meds this album is almost like a Sun Kill Moon record um, in mm. how how direct the lyricism is, and also like the opening track has like this gorgeous, beautiful guitar, or like a uh, gorgeous classical guitar. Sorry, um, that he is singing over, and in a very similar way to kind of recent Sun Kill Moon releases, but I think better. Um, I think his songwriting is much more focused and stronger than than recent Sun Kill Moon. Um, so if you're a Sun Kill Moon fan who has been looking for, you know, maybe uh, something to, to sink your teeth yeah. in uh, that's, that's better or just, uh, you know, you don't want to engage with uh, Mark Kozilek and what he's done recently, um, sure. then, then this is, I think, a great place to start for that. Sure. What was the name of this? I don't think I'm familiar with uh, this. Growing Stone. Yeah, I think he has – I mean, this his, his solo project, Growing Stone, I think has like 500 monthly listeners on Spotify. So Excellent. Not very, uh, not very popular, but I think it should be more popular for yeah, sure. Fantastic. I'll check it out. All right. Um, and I'll run down some more recommendations just real quick that I have that are recent. That new uh, – <laughs> I'm not good with pronunciations. How do you say Sigurros? I think it's Sigaro. Sigaro. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it is Sigaro. Okay, the new Sigaro album, which is actually uh, an orchestral collaboration with a lot of people whose names I'm not going to try to pronounce. You can look it up. Odin's Raven Magic. I enjoyed this quite a bit. I listened to it. I think Friday night, and it takes a little bit to get going. The first two tracks, I was feeling like this is going to be kind of a tedious, just orchestral album mm. that I don't really get into. But then. If you are a Cigarro fan, I think there is a lot to sink your teeth into here. It really is super pretty, and I only listened to this once, so I'm not going to try to give a lot of in-depth thoughts about it, but it is good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good live sort of orchestral album um, that there is definitely something there for Cigarro fans. I recommend it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dig into this one, and I think we'll talk about it more next week. Um, and I, I mean, I mean, so much has been said about Siguro that it's it's almost cliche. But yeah, of course, they famously have like these incredible, beautiful, uh, sort of glacially paced compositions. Yeah, um, it, it's the kind of thing. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a bunch of fucking instruments, but it tells a story through mm -hmm. the album. Like it's, you know, it's it's Siguro. It's based off of an ancient Icelandic poem, uh, and I feel like if you read that poem and then listened to this, you you would be picking up on where it's going like it, right. it, it tells a story through music which is beautiful that's what i think I love um, that. yeah hey i love that another <laughs> thing i listen to not really uh an album per se but it's the late night tales Kerengbin uh mm. release which you know is more of a mix or playlist curated by Kerengbin. Uh, and you know these late night tales things i i don't i don't listen to all of them but if it's a band that i'm think i want to hear what their influences are and that sort of thing yeah i'll check it out with uh, kerrang band was one of those and they delivered i think there are uh, some great songs on here a lot of international music and has really led me to some artists that i am excited to dig into more 
I would highly recommend this. It's super good, super fun listen. Yeah, I actually checked this out as well. Um, but sort of, I just had it on in the background and was not listening very closely. Yeah, but same. Definitely, definitely, I was digging it when it was on. Yeah, um, it's just it's very nice. If you if you like don't want to commit to an album or something, and you just want some music to kind of have a have like I don't know vibe to. I would put this on. I, p- I put this on while I was like kind of playing Spyro and falling asleep a little bit the other night, mm. and I had a great time with it. Uh, I, I, this is a good late night tales thing. Uh, one of the better ones I've listened to actually. Yeah, that that sounds like a delightful evening for you. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, real quick, uh, Varesk EP. I just want to shout this out real quick because I don't think they're a band with a huge following. It's a Russian punk or emo band. The EP, I, I, I can't say the name of it because it is in Russian. I do not speak or read Russian. But the band is Varesk, V-E-R-E-S-K. I think you will like this. Randy, I was playing a little bit of it before mm-hmm. we started recording. It's a real quick six-track EP. Uh, and I like it. I mean, I think that it's it's nice to listen to punk bands from across the pond a little bit. Uh, so one of the one of the problems I actually have with punk or emo bands that are releasing music now is I find the lyrics to be off-putting sometimes. I don't know, like a little too on the nose, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, an example that comes to mind is there's a really good emo album from earlier this year by Spanish Love Songs where I was really into the sound of the album but the lyrics were just a little too on the nose for me a little too sort of uh, default emo lyrics and hey when it's in Russian uh, you're not thinking about that at all it's great I I like this EP a lot I think it's worth checking out Um, and I don't know if you have any you're on your phone I don't know if you have anything to add to that (laughs) because if not I'll just keep going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> another recommendation uh, no i was trying to find the name of a of a band that i listened to this year they had an album this year that i would wanted so badly to shout out and i can't remember their name because they are also they're a northern european band who also had their you know like uh sort of third fourth wave emo sound um and also they're they're very good um so hopefully I'll, <laughs> I'll remember that name at some point and shout them out um, because I feel like those bands don't get a lot of love here um, yeah. the way they should. I agree. Because um, I think it's really cool that those sounds have made their way to Europe because I think that in particular that kind of emo music has always been so tied to America and the idea of American suburbs or American cities. Um and and that like very specific experiences mm-hmm. that I you did it's music that feels very insular and so it's it's exciting to me that there's bands out there coming from very different places with different perspectives on that music making that music and I, I hope that they are successful at it. Yeah, I agree. So check them out, Varesque, and if Randy ever remembers that band <laughs> and that one too. Yeah. Um, and if we want to move into the singles that it came out there's only one that came out recently that i want to talk about but okay go ahead it's the new 100 gex single uh sympathy for the grinch it's just super fun i mean i feel like 100 gex most people know if they if you're aware of 100 gex then you know if you like or dislike them but this is a great 100 gex song and it's uh you know maybe my new favorite christmas song at the moment but i just think it's Super fun, blends sort of elements of ska, I guess you could say, or reggae, uh, with you know the the pop punk that they sort of incorporate into their sound. It, it's just a, it's a really good 100 Gex single, and I have been enjoying it. Yeah, and and Biz Booze, they've been they've been Grinchified. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> indeed, they have been Grinchified. So. Feeling Grinchified. Listen to Sympathy for the Grinch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, it's I it's really a fun holiday song. It reminds me of like fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks or some like weird Christmas song you'd listen to as a kid. But it's it's one hundred gex. It's it's good. They're good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. And I will. Um, I was playing it before we recorded. Uh, yes. 
yeah. I did I did hear it and I did enjoy it. Um, I think that um, yeah, people's mileage may vary with hundred guests, and I think that mine varies a little bit from yours. Um, in that I I have a l- little bit less patience for them at, than you do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I overall I like them and I like that song. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll talk about the couple of singles that I've been listening to. Uh, there is another a Christmas single from Margot Price. It's an original Christmas single called River, um, and it is fine. And the reason I want to talk about a single that I think is just fine from a contemporary country artist uh, is <laughs> that I feel like there was this whole crop of, of country artists that were coming out around the time that we were graduating from high school and starting college. 2014? Yeah, around there, 2014 to 2016 era of country music where it felt like there was this whole crop of artists that were supposed to like come along and save popular country music, and it it just didn't happen, right? And I feel like almost yeah. all of those artists have kind of fallen off at this point because like, I think that first Margot Price record is really good, Mid- Midwestern Farmer's Daughter. I sure, that is a good record. That's a great album. Um, I was so excited about it when it came out. And then her next record I liked a lot, uh, but a little bit less than that one. And then she had another record this year that yeah. I was excited for it to come out. And I try, I sort of tried to con- – I remember talking about it in our, our group chat with some of our friends who are also into uh, – I mean, shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Travis, who we, we will have on at some point. Oh, yes. Um, who who also likes Margot Price, and I was sort of trying to convince myself, I think, that I liked it, and I was saying in the chat that I liked the new album, yeah. but I haven't been back to that thing. Nah, and I, I was I was so excited mm-hmm. because because Thurgill Simpson was producing it. Mm-hmm. it. It felt very exciting, and he's another artist in that crop of artists who I also think has kind of fallen off a little bit mm, in his last couple releases. Interesting. Um, and it's it's just very disappointing to me. I, I thought that we, that we were going to be just having it. I thought that by 2020 we would be having just – incredible country album after incredible country album it hasn't it has not happened i um yeah i i get what you're saying i also listened to that margaret price album once and then never really went back to it and i do think uh that at least from our perspective at the time there were all these country artists coming up that it felt like oh we're gonna have more of a a rootsy sort of country scene Mm -hmm. uh and I think for me, it's remained c- consistent, though, where every year there are about like three to five country albums that I'm into that I'm like, all right, this is a solid country album. That's fair. And the reason I like it is because it reminds me of old country music. Yeah. Um, and I still do think that happens. And I think that the artists who we you would have like pinpointed as really delivering on this trend, I think are still there. And I think it might just be too soon to say because – it's it's uh sometimes there'll be a really good release and sometimes it'll be something that you're not as into like that previous Sturgill Simpson album like Sound and Fury not really even a country album yeah and I um, don't, I don't care for that one but the Sturgill release this year that was a bluegrass uh, it is release it is I actually like that quite a bit but also those um, aren't new songs yeah and also you know Tyler Childers who is my favorite country artist who's doing new things Tyler Childers released had an album last year but this year released um just a string quartet sort of album like a square dancing type of thing mm-hmm. uh and i actually liked that release quite a bit uh i think it's called long history of violence i'd recommend it but it is they're into doing i don't fucking know a, like not a real like a legitimate original album that comes out and you get excited for it there's a lot of meandering i mm-hmm. guess is what, I, what i'm trying to say I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, that that's my thoughts on the new Margot Price and and sort of the state the state of country music. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're the voice I trust most. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I just had to sound off about this stuff, man. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it just gets my goat. Uh, I get cheesed off, and I gotta sound off. Yeah, who's um, gonna save country music if not me? Yeah. Uh, but, and, and then there's, yeah, so there's just a couple other singles that I'll talk about really fast. Um, yeah, I will say as far as the country music thing goes, a lot of it is being delivered.
delivered by artists who aren't necessarily in that particular vein, who are just more indie folk artists, or right. now you have like psychedelic country. You have, yes. I, I mean, mean, shout out to Dougie. Pool. Yeah, Dougie Pool for us, and you also have like Orville Peck, who yeah. is pretty huge. Uh, so you have these artists who, and and Sturgill Simpson has shades of that as well. Not he doesn't Absolutely. go quite as far, so, but he does. So you have, have a lot of artists who are dipping into other genres, uh, and then you have a handful of I think really great artists like maybe a Culture Wall or Culture Wall is so good. Uh, like that sort of artist who is just really delivering that pure country music. But I think you see it in a lot of there's kind of an, an indie folk explosion. I think we're going to talk about Angel Olsen later. I think that you see a lot of singer songwriters like that channeling old country. Mm. So. I think that's true. I think that's true. And uh, just to finish out this segment, I, w- I will talk about just a couple more singles that I've been bumping. Um, Very good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so the first thing is uh, S- Samia. It has been, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know if it's Samia or Samaya. I usually say Samia, but I've never heard another human being say it. Um, she has some new sort of collabs and remixes for some of her songs from the album she released earlier this year, which is an album that I like a lot, um, especially a couple of individual tracks from it I just listen to all the time. Um, and she's released some new versions of some of those songs, um, and they're very good. The remixes and, and, and collabs are very good, uh, especially, and this is another artist whose name I don't really know how to pronounce and I wish I did, but... Uh, her song Waverly, she released an Anjimali version uh, sung by the artist Anjimali. Um, I, again, I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced, um, but it is really good. Hmm. I, I, um, I might like it better than Samia's original version. Um, and, and so I, I highly recommend that. Um, and then the other thing is uh, Sleaford Mods has a new single out which I checked out. It's called Shortcomings, and coming is is spelled like come. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Um, I like that a lot. And uh, <laughs> I, I just, well, I just want to say. You love a good joke. I really, I love a good joke, and that is one of the best ones <laughs> I've ever seen or heard. Um, what did you want to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't want me to talk about Sleaford Mods? No, you were about to say something okay. about that in particular. Yes. So. Uh, well, what I want to say about this is not about the name of the song. It's about Sleaford Mods as an artist. I used to love Sleaford Mods, especially around the era of like uh, Key Markets. Um, like twenty, f- their 2014 and 2015 albums, I, I absolutely loved. And I just listened to those things over and over again. Um, and sorry and i do think that the new this new single is musically on par with that stuff but i feel like it's totally missing it's either missing what they used to have or maybe they never had it at all yeah um yeah i mean these are two artists i am not familiar with so not you much never listened to sleaford <laughs> no Mods? not much to contribute oh uh, man to the conversation uh, it sounds sad, though, that they aren't as good as they used to be. So. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about it. I sort of checked out from them for the last couple of years. Um, and coming back, I was kind of excited. I was like, new single, I bet this is going to be great. Um, and it's it's okay. Um, okay. But I do. it did make me want to go back to um, their, uh, of course, uh, key key markets their 2015 okay. album and and also their 2014 album divide and exit okay um, yeah i'll check those, those out those are both really great uh sort of like it, it's li- uh, they're just a duo and it's not really rapping um they're they're extremely uh english uh men um and it's not really rapping that they do it's almost like uh electronic beats in a very crude rough way and they just sort of shout over them oh nice um, kind of like a 21 pilots sort of thing it's exactly like 21 pilots awesome is. i love this yeah yeah i know you you love 21 pilots so you're in um but it's it it really is it's great okay uh, cool those albums are great cool cool um the only other things that i've been listening to that i kind of want to give a shout out to before we get into the homework section um is Coletta, new album Idealism came out 
on the 27th of November. I was playing this a little bit earlier before we started recording. It's kind of that post-hardcore sounding album that's got some sort of poppy, maybe psychedelic elements mixed in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is, a I think, a band with not a huge following that I think is new. I think this might be their debut album, and I just want to recommend them. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of a band I would have listened to back in middle school. Like, I don't know, like a 30 Seconds to Mars or like Attack Attack kind of band. Absolutely. It is so uh, like that, it's except, it's except so the songs are like sort of beautiful yeah. and sound like indie songs. Yeah, they're very dreamy, sort of like indie pop instrumentals. Yes. Like, there are segments of these songs that sound like a good Joji song. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. <laughs> I know I like Joji. I know you're not a huge fan, so <laughs> one of the good songs. It it sounds like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it, it it mixes well. It's got some sort of hardcore drumming in it. Uh, the vocals are very much in that vein. So Coletta, Idealism, listen to it. It's a very good album. Yeah, yeah. I think their stuff is very cool. Like, uh, like I I don't even know if. I'm sure that the internet has come up with a name for this, but it's almost like it's almost like dreamcore or something. Oh like, sure. Uh, I don't know what else to call it, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think that it's a very cool idea for a style of music. Yeah, and when done well, it's a lot of fun to listen to. This is done well. So, did you have other things you wanted to talk about? I mean, you gave me. I have a lot of homework I need to report on that you gave me. So. Yeah, I I felt like that would honestly be the bulk of the episode, the homework okay. section, because I feel like I have a lot to talk about with my homework section. Okay, so. oh, sure. So then I guess let's get into it. Should I start or? Yeah, you start. Okay, so last week on this podcast, by the way, we give each other homework, yeah. and we come back and we report on it and we grade each other on the homework. Mm-hmm. So I had two weeks of homework because I did not do the first homework assignment you gave me. Yep. Uh, which was to listen to the Angel Olsen record from this year, as well as, if I had time, the 2016 album and the 2014 album. You also wanted me to listen to the Bill Callahan gold record from this year, as well as the Barty Strange album and EP from this year. Those two were new homework. The original homework was Angel Olsen. Right. So I was a great student this week if i do say so myself i listened to the entire angel olsen discography wow i love this yeah i listened to the whole thing including that compilation album phases i listened to many albums multiple times i love angel olsen now someone who i had not listened to much before at all who i've really been getting into this week i would say i may be the biggest angel olsen fan on this podcast at wow, this point, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. And but this so is so exciting. I don't even know where to start with it because I did listen to all of the albums, which is like six or seven albums. So <laughs> it's a lot to get into. It's a lot. I am glad that I listened to every album because it was very fun to listen to that first debut album. Um, one second. Let me just pull up the discography here so I can at least have the album names in front of me. Um yeah, Halfway Home. That first debut album, Halfway Home, I'm glad I listened to that because it really, it's more of um, a folksy record than, you know, listening to the newer stuff that you might not have picked up on if you hadn't had that, you know, background of what the first album was. But listening to this and then tracing that thread through all the releases was really fun for me. I really like this debut album. I think it's a great debut it reminds me of some oldies country singers, you know, sort of like a Patsy mm. Cline or something. Sure. It it reminds me of uh, some of these songs, that music that you'd hear. Uh, for me, I associate that with, like, you know, playing a Fallout game that comes on the radio. Very much in that vein, I really enjoyed it uh, and carried over into Burn Your Fire for No Witness, the 2014, um, which I, I listened to the deluxe edition with all the bonus tracks. Mm. And that's a... Uh, in that vein as well, but you can see pretty significant developments as far as songwriting goes, especially when it comes to lyricism. Yeah. Really great lyrics uh, throughout these albums and starts to play with some effects a little bit more. To then jump to My Woman, the 2016 album, which I listened to three or four times. I think this is such a fantastic album. Yes. Uh, and really 
just the jump from the 2014 album to this one it was remarkable to me it's jaw-dropping uh like the production on this thing is really insane i loved it yeah i I mean it's (laughs) i don't have tons of deep thoughts on this because you kind of run together when you listen to whole discography in one week and also and i went on a a very long bike ride yesterday and i just listened to angel olsen the whole time so oh that's a great way to listen to these a, a bit of a somber bike ride if i'm being honest yeah but was really great and i i I listened and i re-listened to these uh my woman was the one that i kept putting on and just i would be riding my bike and i would almost maybe get in a crash because i would just want to close my eyes (laughs) and just you know be in the song (laughs) riding down the bike path uh my woman great phases listen to today the compilation album came out in 2017 not a ton to say about this but these demos are are great very good it's great to see the sort of beginnings of some of Angel Olsen's songwriting process. Mm. And then I was I was surprised that you didn't recommend me to listen to the 2019 album All Mirrors since you did recommend the 2020 release, Whole New Mess, which I feel like those, I mean, those albums are a pair. Right. Um, so here's the thing with that is that All Mirrors is actually my biggest blind spot with her discography. I did not listen to it that much. Wow. Um so I mean, are so are you saying you may know something I don't hear, which is, um, whole new mess is a reworking of the 2019 albums. It shuffles the track list and does new versions of the songs. Really, yes. I truly did not know that. So um, here, and I just loved whole new mess. Yeah, track on its one, own <laughs> track one of all mirrors is Lark, um, and then Lark's song is the reworking of that off of whole new mess, which is like the eighth track it totally shuffles them around and does sort of stripped down versions of them which are very good but you have to listen to that all mirrors album it is really fantastic wow okay yeah i'm very excited to do that and i mean and also let me just say i i just am i am on cloud nine right now i'm so excited (laughs) that that you liked this discography so much and that you dove so deep in yeah i was uh, i've I've loved angel olsen for a long time and i i love that you're loving it it, so much yeah it turns out a huge blind spot for me i had not listened to angel olsen before this uh angel olsen uh better than aldous harding uh, (laughs) yes you did listen to aldous harding uh last week which aldous harding is good but uh i mean angel olsen this is one of the great artists of our time i'm certain I'm convinced wow. now. After listening to this, I just am totally swept up in it. I I love this. That's I love incredible. Angel Olsen. Yeah, I mean she's she's amazing. She's a great artist. Um, and I I can't wait to go back and listen to All Mirrors now with the like because now this is so exciting for me because not only did I not know that about All Mirrors and Whole New Mi- Whole New Mess, but also I listened to Whole New Mess a ton this year. So I'm really excited to. Hear oh, I think you'll hear the original versions of I'll these songs that I love. I'll be interested to hear um, what you have to say. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the rest of the uh, the oh the I new, the I new g- homework? Items? I guess yeah. We should we should do this. Um, we should just do it in chunks. So I should do all my homework, right? Yeah. Uh, so that Bill Callahan gold record. I listened to this on my bike ride as well, but only listened to it once because i was so wrapped up in angel olsen's albums uh but i loved this uh bill callahan record actually going along with what i was saying about those early angel olsen records it reminds me of sort of old country music and i definitely that's what bill callahan was going for on Mm -hmm. this album not even so much a country album but a cowboy album i feel like is really what this is going for and just i mean johnny cash doing the intro it automatically sets the tone for it yeah, being the album literally starts with hello i'm johnny cash yeah it, <laughs> but and just it sounds like an old johnny cash album that you listen to which is just johnny cash sort of saying you know a, a series of events that has happened mm-hmm. uh and reciting it back to you and just kind of blah, often a blah, series of blah, unfortunate events yeah and bill callahan is one of the few artists who could do this that i could totally get like just wrapped up in because i'm not a huge lyrics person just because i have pretty bad add and sometimes it's hard for me to um dig into lyrics Mm. uh when something is just a purely a lyrical 
album. And I mean, this isn't purely a lyrical album, but it is. That's the thing about Bill Callahan is writing such interesting songs and stories lyrically, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I I think that the thing to me that is very underrated about Bill Callahan, because I think he is very critically acclaimed and and lauded uh, a lot of the time, especially his old uh, moniker, Smog, uh, is very yeah. very well known and very uh, very very acclaimed. Um, but I think that the thing that's so underrated about him is just how funny he is. Yeah, like a lot of these songs truly make me laugh out loud. Um, yeah, it's really. Uh, there's that song, um, protest song. At the end of the song, he's like, "You're gonna get hoit, boy." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's funny. Like he just it is very it funny. really. Or the I mean, that's the song not that even the best example of yeah. something that's funny on this album. <laughs> the song uh, about Ry Cooter, yeah. uh, where he says Mr. Cooter. Um, <laughs> I just, every time he says Mr. Cooter, it makes me yeah, laugh. I and mean, in fact, my partner and I will sometimes just, uh, apropos of nothing, uh, it totally sans context, we'll just say to, to one another, Mr. Cooter. Um, <laughs> and, and we laugh because it's yeah, very funny. It's, it's funny. Uh, Bill um, Callahan is funny. One of the, the great songwriters putting out music today. Absolutely. Uh, and One of the greats. Yeah, this is what I'm excited to listen to a little bit more because, again, I only listened to it once. But I really think it's a great execution of what the concept is. Yeah, um, it's so tight at 10 songs as well. It's just I yeah. it's perfectly calibrated. It um, is. It's, it's great. And so moving on from that, the last assignment I had was listening to the Barty Strange releases from this year. Mm. He put out an EP of national covers early in the year and pretty recently put out an album, wi- uh, Live Forever, I yes. think is the name of the album. Um, sorry. I love Barty Strange. I wish I had listened to this earlier or else this album might be in the running for an album of the year mm. type if of thing. If only you'd had a close friend who'd been <laughs> telling you to listen yeah. to this it for tr- months. It turns out that... Uh, the music that you have been recommending me for a long time uh, is good, and I, sh- I should probably listen to it a little bit more. Um, but this Barty Strange, I start out with the EP today. I listened to both of these today. Uh, the EP, all the national covers were good. There's six of them. I thought they were all good. Um, I mean, not a ton to say about that. They're national covers. Yeah. So I was just – I love the national. I knew all the songs, and it was – Nice to hear another take on them. Yeah. Then into this Live Forever album, this thing rocks. I think that Barty Strange is filling a niche in sort of whatever you want to call it, alt-rock, indie rock. Uh, I don't know what genre mm-hmm. – I'm not good with genres, but whatever you would call this. Well, and he explicitly is kind of like saying fuck genre on yeah, this album. Yeah, which I'm totally with him. Fuck genre. Uh, what th- I think Barty Strange is filling a niche that – um or a space that not really anyone else is doing right now it it reminds me what i was getting from this album was old tv on the radio uh like mm. it really was getting that from these uh, this album which i loved i mean i love tv on the radio back those like older albums and this stuff is really good i mean these are you know fresh thoughts of it only one listen, but I'm excited to dig back into Barty Strange. I, I think that someone to look out for and a very exciting new artist. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I fully agree. Um, he's, you know, I think that hopefully a lot of publications will be picking him up as, as sort of rookie of the year because um, I think that he is, even though he's been around quite a while. I mean, he's not He's in his 30s and he's been making music for quite a while. And I think he was, you know, he had a, a pretty serious day job in politics or something before that. But oh, interesting. Um, but he was also in, uh, he was in the band Stay Inside, which also a uh, great hardcore band from New York that had a, a great record this year in April um, that I don't think he was involved in, but he was in that band before that record. Um, that record's also good. Check it out. Uh, Ewan by Stay Inside. But yeah, I think he's one of the most exciting artists to be keeping an eye on right now. Nice. Okay. Awesome. So that's, I mean, that's really my homework report. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, j- uh, I was just absolutely, I mean, I was smiling uh, the whole time you were talking because I just was, uh, I was aghast at how, uh, that's not the right word. I was in shock from how, uh, 
how much you like this stuff that I recommended to yeah, you. It was very exciting. Very good. I really, uh, I'm really happy that you enjoyed all of that so much. And you get an A plus with a little. You, there's a little star next to the A plus, and the the star has a thumb. He's the star is giving you a thumbs up. Wow. And he's saying, "That's cool." Wow, that's very exciting. I love getting good grades. That means I won't get yelled at when I get home. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. You, hey, and hey, you can show your mom this report card. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. So now that I've I've really buttered you up saying all the music that you like is good, it's time for you to absolutely shit on my music taste and report on the homework that I gave you. Absolutely. The homework <laughs> that you gave me was to listen to the 1975 uh as you know, we have been having 1975 discourse on this <laughs> show <laughs> ever since before we even started this show. You recommended their album from this year to me, which I listened to. Um, and and uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, listen to last week's episode. Uh, and so you told me to check out their 2018 record, which you like more than the new one, correct? That is correct. I um, do think it's a better album. And I will say... My first thought is that I agree. Okay, it is, you, a, better it is a better album. Yep. It is definitely a better album. I'm correct. Um, and I will say as well that there is less bullshit on this album. Certainly. There, there is not. It's not a non-zero amount of bullshit. Well, do, we, do we really want a non-zero amount of bullshit? <laughs> there is some bullshit, uh, but but there is less of it. And I do find this album to be much more tolerable because of that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go as far as to say that I like this album. Uh, I would say that I do like... Here's what I'll say. I like half of this album. Okay. I think if you pare this album down, at least I think you have to cut a third of these tracks. Mm. I think you have to. Interesting. To make this album good. Eh. Um, and I think if you go as far as half then you have a probably a very good album. I think I think that there okay. is a okay. there's okay. 15 tracks on here. I think that there is a 9 track version of sure. this album. I that can is good. I can get behind that. Um I don't know that I like 100% agree. I probably like some of those songs that you would want to cut, but yeah. I, I I do um I agree with the spirit of what you're saying. I'll and say that. and the other thing I want to say is that I think that I think that I've talked a lot of shit about the 1975. Absolutely, you have. At this point, both on this podcast and on my Twitter, at uh, PPWPod, if you'd like to follow me. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I at this point, I feel compelled to do my due diligence. And so what this means is that ongoing until uh, until we decide that it must stop or that it has reached a stopping point, I will be checking in on the 1975 each week of this of this podcast. That is a, a <laughs> segment that I'll be doing. I'm going to continue exploring their discography uh, one album at a time. There's only two other albums. <laughs> this is true, so this may end in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> which albums that I don't fine. particularly – I haven't listened to their second album, and I don't – I'm not a huge fan of their first album. That mm. was actually – an album that I hated when it came out, and I've I've actually come around on it a little bit more. I, I'm I'm curious what your thoughts would be on it uh, now that you mention it. Well, and that's well, and that's why I'll be talking about it because <laughs> I have not listened to either of those albums in full. Um, yeah, and so so you you're you're essentially conceding that the 1975 is an artist to be taken seriously. Well, I mm, I don't know if seriously is the word, but I think that they are an artist that has something about them has captivated me. Okay. They are okay. interesting. I, I am taking an interest in them. I'll, I'll view that as an ex a success on my part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I will say, well, you were listening to this album the other day, uh, like while you were cooking in the kitchen. It was yes. playing on our TV. And while when you play an album from Spotify on the TV, it does that behind the lyrics thing. Yes. So, like, you and your partner, who was also my roommate, were sitting there and, like, reading the lyrics and just talking shit about Matt Healy the whole time, which I feel like is not the best way to listen to this <laughs> album. That may be true. That's not the only time I listened to okay. it this week, uh, I will say. Okay. But um, because for me, I just want to say, I think for me that 
that is part of the 1975 experience. That's part of what makes them interesting to me is how much I despise Matt Healy. <laughs> is that Matt Healy just has absolutely head empty, like <laughs> nothing going on. Well, but somehow, somehow he is head empty ton of thoughts. Head empty you know too many mean? thoughts. <laughs> like he, he has way too much to say for someone as, uh, as ill-equipped to say these things as he is yeah um, it is it is funny like listening to the 1975 um songs and then it'll just pull up snippets of interviews where he's talking about the songs and he's just like yeah this is just kind of a jumble of words <laughs> <laughs> he's like actually i don't really believe what i'm saying here I, I i don't think it's my place to make any strong statements as a as a lyricist yeah he's always going like I'm just an artist, so I don't really have anything to say about the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's like, hmm, I think that's maybe all you need to say, Matty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have said it all right there. Yeah, but, yeah. I um, mean, hey, not great, but um, uh, good pop songs. Sure, uh, <laughs> it remains to be seen. And I will, I will also say, I'm excited to check out the next one. I'm gonna check out, which is. Uh, I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. And I will say, when this album came out, I was heavily rolling my eyes at that album title. But I recently discovered that uh, Ian Cohen, who I already mentioned once, thinks that that is their best album. Okay, so, interesting. You know, I hey, maybe he's right. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. So that's just a little teaser for that. Um, and yeah, that, that was my homework for this week. Uh, what's my grade, Peach? Uh, I w- did you listen to that backwash stuff? No, I did not. Oh well, I also assigned you that backwash stuff, so I kind of forgot about that. I can't give you an A. I'm sad to say, <laughs> unless, unless in you my defense, the backwash is not on major streaming. Services. I told you that. I said you have to listen on Bandcamp. You have to yeah. listen to the backwash album from this year. And that's a um, huge hot take. To Bandcamp is good. It, it's good. It's I like it's better than Spotify. Like it's you gotta listen. I agree. To it's Bandcamp. a better platform. Um. Jeez, I mean, unless you're gonna make it up to me somehow I'll to listen get a to higher the grade. Stuff for next week, but that's I think that's all I can do. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to give you 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 did listen to one album. I gave you two. I think this is a this is a B minus. Okay, I'll take that. Just barely. I'll take that. Just barely. I feel good about that actually. <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky. I just I'm I'm a bit of a softy, so <laughs> I gave you that grade. Um, so I guess next that we have to do before we wrap things up is assign each other homework for next week's episode. Yeah, I mean I think the big homework for both of us is trying to catch up with all the live albums that came out. This yeah. Year. So as we mentioned earlier, next week's episode we're going to take a deep dive into the live albums that came out in 2020. So gonna spend a lot of time doing that so maybe some light homework assignments if yeah we're gonna be i do have a light assignment for you okay um and that is uh the artist i was mentioning earlier her reworking of songs from her album this year i want you to listen to her album from this year samia okay uh the album is called um uh it is called the baby okay um, how do you spell that samia s-a-m-i-a Got um, it. I th- I think she's very talented. I think much like Far Too Strange, she is an artist that's definitely going to be worth watching going forward. I don't think that her new album uh, is going to end up being like in my top ten for the year or anything, but I do think that it is very good um, and has a few songs that are in my top songs of the year, definitely. And so I think that she's an artist who... Definitely her, her sophomore or third album could very well end up being in, in my top ten for those years, I think. You know? Okay. I, I'm very excited about where she's going. Um so check that out. Nice. I'll listen to it. So one album. I um I had three albums written down, but since you do have to listen to that backwash and all those live albums, I'll just I'll choose one of them from these three albums that I had written down. Uh I want you to listen to Carsey Hedreth's album Monomania which is an older album by Car Seat Headrest, just because I've been taking a bit of a dive into their earlier work, and I know you are someone who has expressed that you're mostly just into Teens of Denial by Car Seat Headrest. So I would like you to listen to this album, which I think is their best lo-fi album. 
Mm. I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So that's Carl C. Headrest, Monomania. That's your assignment, as well as I want you to listen to that Backwash album. Yeah, yeah I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited by that. It's good to check it out. Oh, and Fantastic has been out in uh, long hours. Ah, it's a breezy hour. Actually, there's some very long songs on it, <laughs> but uh, it's great. I love it. I love it. So, hey, we are just in an hour. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, is there anything you would like to add? I don't think so. I think maybe this is the end of the podcast. Okay. Well, I like that. All right. Uh, should we just plug our socials real quick? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, podcast. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Good Listener Pod. You can find us, I think, on Spotify and Apple and Stitcher. All of those. Yeah. Um, as should of the be time able of to. This recording, you should be able to. And you can follow my personal Twitter at Clay J Williams. You can follow mine at Creepy Baby Fart, subject to change very soon. Um, All right. And <laughs> pretty <laughs> gross. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and on top of that, um, this is not currently a real thing to do on the show, but do feel free to reach out to us either at those socials or uh, good at listener pod good at gmail.com. You can send in questions or thoughts on the show anytime, and we – may or may not read them or read them on the air yeah hey if, if anyone's listening has a question for us a hundred percent i'll i'll answer yeah it on we the would podcast. love to answer your questions um, if you have them yeah so that there you there you go yep. i guess bye bye